0: This is the animals voice podcast presented by the Ontario SPCA with 50 communities working together for animal welfare here's the host of animals voice Jamie West
1: thanks for being here on this edition of animals voice on OSPCA radio we've got a great show on the way later on we'll meet Warren House. He's with Nutrients and we're going to tell you how Nutrients is helping the OSPCA with rescue and relief services and we'll also hear from the Ontario Chief Inspector Connie Mallory on exactly what the rescue and relief services are that are spreading out across 50 communities across our province. But first we begin the show the way we always do with the fur flying fast facts in the world of animal news.
0: You're listening to the Animal's Voice Podcast, spelled P-A-W, don't you know, on OSPCA Radio.
1: Our dogs hold such a special place in our hearts and would do anything for us. You know that. For example, they guard our homes in exchange for food, a warm place to sleep, and lots of love. While it's great that our dogs guard our home, they also guard something even more important our health. Dogs are able to detect cancer through their sense of smell. The way this works is they're trained to smell the chemicals that cancer cells produce. Because dogs are trained to do this, an early diagnosis of the disease can be made which means many lives will be saved. Did you know that studies have shown that dogs can successfully identify bladder and melanoma cancers in those suffering from the condition? But in 2006, researchers conducted a study at the Pine Street Foundation in Marin County, California, led by Michael McCulloch, and the results were quite impressive. Researchers discovered that dogs could detect breast and lung cancer with, are you ready for this, 99% accuracy. Absolutely amazing. This particular study included 86 cancer patients that had recently been diagnosed with the disease, smokers and non-smokers, and 83 healthy volunteers. Each person gave breath samples that were captured inside of tubes. The tubes were then presented to the dogs individually. If the dogs detected cancerous scents, they would simply sit or lie down in front of the samples. If they didn't detect cancerous scents, they would ignore the breath samples. Of course, the dogs were rewarded with tasty treats when they responded appropriately. With spring comes longer days. The sun comes up earlier and stays up longer. And this increasing day length plays havoc with cat hormones. The result is kittens. Lots and lots of kittens. Of course, kittens are cute and cuddly. Everybody loves kittens. But kittens grow up to be adult cats pretty quickly. And before long, kittens start making kittens of their own. A female kitten can come into heat and become pregnant as early as five to six months of age. Male kittens generally become fertile around the same time as well. In addition, an intact female cat can become pregnant with a new litter while she's still nursing and caring for her previous litter. She can have several litters in the course of a year. All in all, the reproductive cycle of the cat makes the species a pretty efficient breeding machine. That's the reason that spaying or neutering cats is so important. Spaying, neutering is the only effective way to control the cat population. So if you haven't had your cat spayed or neutered yet, it's time to think about getting that done. Of course, there are other reasons also. Spayed or neutered cats make much better pets than those that are unaltered. Female cats are extremely annoying and very vocal when they come in heat. Many veterinary clients have considered breeding their female cats and have changed their minds for this very reason. Living with a cat that is in heat is not a pleasant experience, not to mention the fact that breeding your cat solely for the purpose of making kittens without a well-planned breeding program in place is not a responsible action. The same can be said of male cats. Unaltered males have strong, smelly urine and can develop undesirable habits like urine spraying. Though spraying behavior can occur in altered males as well as in female cats, neutering your male cat definitely reduces the possibility of this behavior occurring. There are also health benefits for altered cats. Female cats spayed prior to their first heat cycle have a significantly lower risk of mammary cancer later in life. The risk of severe uterine infection, known as pyrometra, is removed completely when your cat is spayed. Find out how easy fixing your pet can be at fixyourpet.ca.
0: The Animal's Voice podcast continues on OSPCA Radio. Once again, here's Jamie West.
1: The Ontario SPCA has been involved in the rescue and relief efforts since the beginning of the organization, which uh, goes way, way back. These are services that are provided on a daily basis across 50 communities in our province. And there are a lot of challenges that face the Ontario SPCA in providing these very important services. Joining me on the line now is Chief Inspector Connie Mallory of the Ontario SPCA. Connie, welcome to Animal's Voice. It's great to have you here.
2: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here,
1: Connie. Can you can we start by having you tell us what rescue and relief services are?
2: Well, there are a few things. Uh, they can become the result of an investigation. Where a large number of animals need to be evacuated or removed for a variety of different reasons, it could be the result of a natural disaster. We've been involved in removing animals uh, when homes have become flooded, as well as you know even man-made type disasters, uh, fires where a large number of animals have to be removed, or even in hoarding type situations. So uh, it's that's what it is, and it, it involves a a team of officers that are, um, you know, very well skilled, veterinarians, veterinary technicians, animal care staff and shelter staff to really uh, respond to this uh, sort of effort.
1: I think it's interesting that you mentioned uh, having to coordinate with all of these other professionals, Uh, that goes on on a daily basis inside the OSPCA as well. Um, Talk about the challenges in, in just getting everybody on the same page. You guys do it so well.
2: Well, you know, we have been doing it for a number of years, and I think that we're actually getting even better at it, you know, as we, we build relationships with um, people outside of the organization to try and make things, these things happen. And it, they are becoming um, more frequent. So as I say, we have highly skilled people that can deal with this. And, uh, you know, they're just phenomenal. They can be available at the drop of a hat or they can participate. If there's a lot of planning uh, that needs to be put in place to make this happen, they're there as well. Yeah. So it's, it's wonderful to have those folks at the table to support these kinds of efforts.
1: Sure. Speaking of support, who funds these services?
2: Well, the only funding that we get for these services uh, comes from the, um, de- our dedicated donors. Who believe in what we do and and have a a strong care for animals. Uh, That's where the money comes from. I mean ultimately the owners of these animals are responsible but that rarely ever happens so we have to rely on our donors to help us to continue to provide these services.
1: Connie where are the animals taken when they are removed?
2: Um, It depends on the situation, but we have um, OSPCA facilities in the the province of Ontario that can properly and adequately uh, provide the necessary care, shelter, um, veterinary treatment uh, for these animals uh, when they need to be evacuated from a situation.
1: similar question as on our last point, who, who pays for the animal care?
2: Again, it comes down to the Ontario SPCA, covering the cost of those uh, medical issues, for an e- example, can be uh, very extreme, and uh, we have to reach out then to our donors to support this, you know, because we are a nonprofit organization, you know, some of these efforts, uh, cost anywhere to from $2,000 upwards to $100,000, wow. depending on the number of animals and the the medical needs that these animals require. And some of them require a great deal of medical care.
1: How much government funding does the Ontario SPCA get?
2: The only government funding that we receive is to train our officers. We do not get government funding to... Uh, to, in our authorities to enforce uh, the Ontario SPCA Act, which is a uh, Ontario uh, legislation. Uh, so that's the only um, monetary money that we get for the go- from the government is strictly for training.
1: I would imagine not unlike a, a lot of organizations and, and private companies and corporations these days, um, making sure that your resources are able to fulfill uh, your, your mandate or your needs as far as uh, rescue and relief are concerned would be a, a, daily challenge. What are some of the challenges that you face in fulfilling, uh, the rescue and relief services that you provide?
2: Well, again, just what, what you had indicated, you know, the financial resources are huge in, in putting this together. You know, we have, um, we have veterinarians, we have officers that are in the field, we have the shelters that, um, you know, hold these animals and provide the care to rehabilitate them. You know, so the financial requirements is a a very huge uh, challenge and we have to rely on our donors to come forward with that. Uh, And, you know, because of uh, the fact that we have to rely on our our donors who are wonderful and certainly have provided for this organization uh, for over a hundred years, there is still a restriction as to, um, you know, getting out there and and having the ability to provide province-wide care Uh, so we we can be limited in areas simply because we don't have the financial resources uh, to quickly uh, respond to a situation. Or to have an officer in place in a particular area where there isn't the financial uh, resources to to fund that person mm-hmm. in that particular area, and then uh, you know the equipment that is required in a um, in a large evacuation. You know we were very fortunate to recently receive a donation of an emergency response trailer from Nutrients, which uh, was absolutely fabulous this this trailer uh, will look Allow us to transport 120 animals that need to be rescued from a, a situation. You know, it has climate control. It's, it there's lots of room for moving around. It, it's uh, has floodlights on the outside. If we happen to go somewhere where there's no hydro and we can't see appropriately, so uh, you know that is uh, was a wonderful gift to the organization uh, that has just. Uh, you know that we've just received and uh, but you know there are other things that of course would help us do our job a lot more uh, efficiently if you will with with the resources in place.
1: Connie we've you know we've talked uh, obviously about the importance of financial support from the general public in in these efforts are there any other ways the public can help with rescue and relief help the OSPCA do their job better?
2: Oh, certainly, uh, you know, one of the biggest things is not to be afraid to come forward with information if they are concerned that an animal is being neglected. Uh, our officers that are out in the field that are working in rescue and relief, our initial approach is education. So, it gives us an opportunity to educate the person and and how to provide proper care. So if those people who have concerns Just come forward and provide us with that information. We're there to help. And that ultimately will uh, make the life of an animal much, much better.
1: Obviously, uh, the Ontario SPCA has learned a lot through the course of time, through providing these services, and and that always leads to um, a future vision for rescue and relief services. What would some of the goals for the Ontario SPCA and the rescue and relief services be here in 2012?
2: I mean, the ultimate goal would be for for us to be very proactive in our humane education and our um, spay-neuter initiatives that there is no such thing as animal cruelty. That would be the ultimate goal. But moving forward, um, the goal for us would be uh, to become uh, better at what we do, become more efficient, and have the resources in place so that we can respond quickly Uh, to any sort of animal welfare issue across the province.
1: Connie, uh, great insight. Uh, Learned a lot from this chat, and uh, obviously we're going to look forward to talking to you frequently as uh, the Animals Voice podcast uh, rolls along here. Thanks so much for taking the time uh, to be with us today. I know you're very busy, and we do appreciate it.
2: My pleasure, and have a great day.
1: You too. Chief Inspector Connie Mallory of the Ontario SPCA.
2: The
0: Ontario SPCA is made up of 50 SPCA and Humane Society communities across the province. Check out our website, ospca.ca, for a complete list of communities and how you can support the great work they do on behalf of the animals we all love. Animal's
1: Voice podcast continues on OSPCA Radio. I'm Jamie West. Joining me now is Warren House, Canadian Trade Marketing Manager for Nutrients. And Nutrients has helped animal welfare across the province of Ontario. Great to have you here, Warren. Thanks for the time.
3: All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Warren, can you give us some information about Nutrients and, and what you do? Uh,
3: nutrients is uh, it's a premium brand of dog and cat food uh, created by the Rolf C. Hagen Company. Uh, we're a canadian-based family-run business uh, we've been in business for more than fifty five years and i think something most people don't know about all of our formulas is that they're we actually manufacture them in our very own state-of-the-art facility uh... which allows us a lot more control over the process uh... the ingredients and what we do uh... It provides a great amount of care in the food that we that we do make and we offer a wide range of dog and cat formulas uh... in two two different lines. There's the original line and the all-natural line, um, and those are available at pet specialty, not at, at uh, mass market or grocery retailers.
1: Right. I would imagine that the, the science surrounding uh, pet food is, is, is quite significant, and I would imagine that uh, that science has evolved a great deal uh, probably over the course of a few decades, right? Maybe even in the course of the last decade.
3: Yes, things seem to be moving very quickly. You know, it wasn't long ago that there were a, f- a handful of dog and cat food formulas, and um, certainly one of our competitors being the, the first ones, Iams, was one that came out early as a premium uh, premium brand of food, and we'd come out not long after that. And uh, The original line we have, of course, is, is something that we still offer, but the, the all-natural came in a few years later, Um, But since then, yeah, the human-animal bond and the the way that people look at feeding themselves as well as their animals, uh, it seems to be picking up uh, yearly. There's just new foods out all the time, and it seems to be changing. You have to stay on top of it for sure.
1: Sure. There's just so much uh, new information out there, so much new uh, scientific research into how uh, different nutrients uh, affect uh, our pets and us, right? And, And it's all kind of connected.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something that uh, certainly we have a staff of people that are looking into, and uh, it's something that you have to stay on top of.
1: What sorts of programs do you help uh, animal welfare with across the province of Ontario?
3: Um, well, this is something that, that we've been doing for years. I mean, it's, we've, we've been relatively quiet with how it gets done, um, but we've been offering food to, to various shelters, uh, bullies in need in Ontario, Blue Moon Rescue in, in Ottawa. Um, we provide either food or cash donations in, in some cases. We work with certain retail partners uh, to offer services with uh, low-cost spay and neuter. Uh, and then most recently, working with the OSPCA, and it's something that in the past couple of years we've been able to to get the word out a lot more with our Facebook and our website and uh, some of the, the relationships and communications that we've been putting in place.
1: Earlier in our program, we spoke with Connie Mallory, the Chief Inspector for the Ontario SPCA, and, and uh, in the course of our conversation, she, she pointed specifically at something Nutrients had done that uh, uh, was helping them a great deal in providing uh, services across the province in the form of a, of a, a, a fancy uh, unit. Can you talk about that?
3: Um Well, this is something that uh late last year we we had decided that we wanted to get involved in something bigger uh we We work a lot with smaller shelters, and we said uh you know what can we do that would be more significant and we approached the o s p c a and we asked them for basically a short list of of wishes that they would have. Um, and one of them was a an emergency response vehicle, and it it hit us right away that that seemed like a, a really good fit for us and our no bad anything concept um, what it what it does is it allows the the people there to to go out and at night they have emergency lights they have uh, medical equipment and proper transport inside the vehicle they 've got heating and cooling. Um, this is something that it seemed to us was going to be able to help the animals as well as the staff that perform these, these tasks and rescues and so on. So it seemed like a really good fit for what we wanted to do to help.
1: How, how can the public help you to help animal welfare?
3: Well, I guess the easy answer is by buying the product that we, we sell, it allows us to get involved in the things that we're doing with the OSPCA. Um, certainly we're a commercial operation. Um, we rely on the public and their support. And then what we do is we look for ways that we can give back within our community, within the pet, uh, the pet trade and, and something that will connect and resonate with the consumers that do buy our product. Can so, you, t- um, sorry,
1: sorry, Warren, can you tell us about your, your no bad anything campaign? I got wind of this. How does it work and, and how will it help the animals?
3: Well, the No Bad Anything campaign, the way that it works is uh, we have stickers on specially marked product in store, and a consumer would go in, and when they see this, the product and they, they buy it, there's a pin that's on that sticker, and they go to either nobadanything.com or they can go to facebook.com forward slash nutrients, and they enter that pin and that will trigger a $5 donation that will go towards the payment of the emergency response vehicle.
1: That's terrific, so everybody can have a stake in uh, uh, making sure that that uh, vehicle is, is there and, and is able to uh, provide the service that it does. Uh, pretty exciting. You guys have uh, a philosophy, obviously, of, of giving back. Uh, why do you feel that helping uh, nonprofit organizations is important uh, to you as a, a company?
3: The Know About Anything, it's something that we, that we believe strongly in with both the production of the food as well as the activities that we're involved in. And being involved with uh, nonprofit organizations is, is something that we feel is directly connected to the brand and that it will resonate with our consumers. And I think that giving back is just uh, it's good karma and it's something that as a, a good corporate citizen that, that everyone should be looking to do.
1: Warren, uh, again, where can we learn more about uh, your efforts, the effort, efforts of nutrients to uh, help the animals uh, here in the province of Ontario and elsewhere? Uh,
3: well, I can let you know that we will be following up this current campaign. Uh, we're working with the OSPCA f- with two more within this year. Um, but learning more about it, obviously, through the OSPCA and on their website, on the nutrients website, and uh, for sure on our Facebook Uh, uh, the Nutrients Facebook is something where we share a lot of information and we spread the words of what we're doing with various donations and shelters and programs and uh, as well as our retail partners for adoptions.
1: Social media becoming more and more important in communications uh, in in every facet, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that, uh, you know, we have a team of people that are working on and and to stay on top of it, it's uh, It's certainly something that, that for the future, is is very, very important.
1: Warren, really great talking to you today. Thanks so much for your insight, and uh, thanks to Nutrients for the great work they're doing on behalf of animal welfare uh, everywhere. do appreciate it, and look forward to talking to you again down the road.
3: Okay, well, thanks very much for having us.
1: All right, Warren House, Canadian Trade Marketing Manager with Nutrients.
0: The Animal's Voice podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. For more information and news from our 50 communities, explore our website. And thank you for your kind and continued support. Remember, fix your pet. Find out how easy it is at fixyourpet.ca. It's the kindest thing you can do.